Hello, Mama. I just, as always, am so excited to be here with you. And I'm excited and not nervous, but uh, I don't know. It's I, We're talking about a topic that I'm actually just really not good at. And thus, I can give you lots of advice about why you should not take this route and just even how it's it's hurt me and affected me over the years. And so I'm excited just to share that with you. Again, maybe excitement is the wrong word. I am excited to be here with you, though. I mean, this week, I have just, I mean, the past few weeks, just pouring into all of the worksheets for the Healed Mama Academy. I've just redone all of them to make them better and more straightforward. And oh my gosh, there's uh, almost 150 of them. <laughs> so it's been a lot of work. And I'm just so excited uh, for it to start just so I can pour into you in a different capacity. You know, I love getting to speak to you, um, but obviously it's like the podcast is a one-way conversation. I get to share with you and it's so much fun, believe me. But I also like, I want to hear from you. I want to know how you're doing and what's going on and and just help speak directly into your life and, and, and hear your personal struggles. And so I'm just excited for the Academy because that's exactly what I get to do is get into the nitty gritty with you. And that's, um, why we're talking about this today is, well, it's not why, but it's so deeply related because I know that the reason some of you are not jumping into the Academy is because you are nervous, uh, hesitant, avoidant of letting other people into your world, of letting them into the muck and the mire with you, of letting them see the ugly parts. And I get it. I can be you oftentimes. And it is challenging to say, yes, I need support. Yes, I want to heal and to let other people in on that journey with you. Um, and it's not just me you're letting in, which that alone takes a lot of vulnerability, but letting other people in. And, you know, I've been talking a lot about how that is but even better for you because you get better results. And even like, I've, heard, you know, when I uh, learned about to become a therapist, sorry, guys, I haven't slept much. So my words are <laughs> struggle city over here. But when I learned to be a therapist, I was taught that group therapy is actually more effective than individual therapy. And it's because it's more like reality, right? We don't, reality is not sitting in a room alone, one-on-one, uh, talking about your struggles. That's not what the world looks like. The world looks like relationships and complicated complications and uh, hearing about other people's struggles. And so that's why I just love the Healed Mama Academy is getting to do that with you and just see how God wants to show up. And it's always amazing. So all that to say, if you haven't jumped in, it's not too late. It's just a few days away, but it is definitely not too late. You should sign up as soon as possible because there's a whole bunch of worksheets you need to print. Like I said, almost 150, but don't be intimidated by that. It's good. We're going to walk through it one by one together over the course of four months. So there is plenty of time to do that. But I would just love to see you over there. So if you want to get more information, if you're like, okay, I hear you, Brittany, maybe at the end of this episode, you'll be ready. Go apply right away. You can find it at morningmamaacademy.gr8, as in the number eight.com, morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. You can find the link in the show notes, in the Facebook group, uh, other places, I'm sure, too. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Okay. <laughs>
right. Well, I can't wait to hear, see you there, but let's jump into today's episode and I hope you are ready to grow with me. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so today we're unpacking this lie that we need to do it alone. And I know we've talked about this in different capacities before, but today I just want to share kind of a different angle on it and um, really just some personal experience that I've had with this. Because, you know, part of me knows that we need to be in community, that we need to be a team, that we need to have people in uh, our lives that, that know our stuff, that are with us through the thick and the thin, right? So I know this in my mind. I have taught you this. We talk about it, and yet I continue to struggle to allow this to happen. Now, I'm getting better at this in general, and what I I have gotten good at is that after the fact, after I'm, I'm in a moment of struggle and I'm feeling a little bit better, that's when I can reach out to people and I'll tell them, hey, I've been struggling with this. Hey, I was in a fight with my husband. Hey, I am feeling like I don't know how to parent today. Whatever it is, like I'm getting so much better at that. Definitely still not perfect. But the the hard part for me is that in the midst of it, those really hard moments, those really hard even seasons sometimes, I can tend to isolate. Because I've realized that at the core, I believe this lie that in order to be good enough, I guess, it's that I I have to do it on my own. And you've probably heard it before, and I had heard it before too, but I realized just so clearly that pride and an inadequacy are the exact same coin, just different sides. And the the moment that it just hit me so clearly, I was like, oh my goodness, like it's, I'm choosing pride because I feel inadequate. I'm choosing pride because it, it covers up what I think needs to be hidden because I think that these things say that I'm not good enough. And when, when this hit me, I was, uh, is one of my, what I call them nursery, nursery realizations. <laughs> it was when my uh, son that was just born that he was just a couple weeks old and I was in the nursery trying to rock him to sleep or breastfeed him or whatever was happening that day. And I just was in the thick of it in that moment. And I just felt alone. I just felt like I was never going to get through this. I just felt so frustrated. We know stepping back don't make sense. Like babies are hard at first, especially when nursing is a challenge and sleep is a challenge, right? Like it's just hard, but we all know that it gets better. At least, you know, maybe you're in the thick of it now. So my encouragement to you is it gets better. (laughs) It's still hard. It's always hard, but it gets better. It's like, I know that but in the middle of all of it, I can, I, I just can't lose hope. And, you know, I was able to talk myself through it and I've shared kind of some of that in my episodes, but really what I needed to do in that moment is reach out and ask for prayer and tell people I was struggling and tell them that I was losing hope. Right. But I, in that moment, 
decided to isolate because of pride, which really is deep, more deeply rooted because of inadequacy. I have this illusion sometimes in my head that in order to be good enough, I need to have it all together. And I think like even sometimes my identity can be wrapped up in this, you know, because here I am, right? Podcasting to moms and I'm on church staff and I mentor people and coach and do all of these things. And so it feels like I shouldn't have those moments. Now, now I know logically that doesn't make sense, but it feels like I shouldn't. It feels like I should have it together. It feels like I should be able to get through this without feeling hopeless. Like I know how to do this, right? Like I've done this before. Uh, I teach people how to do this. Why am I feeling this? And and then I, I feel like no one should know that I feel that. No one should see the messiness of it. I, at some part of me, want people to believe that I have it all together. And, and the weird part is that I'm actually, I'm not one that <laughs> pretends to have it all together in a different way. Because when people ask, I gladly tell them, that, or it, when they compliment me, right? It's like, oh, well, we barely, <laughs> barely got the house together. I've been running around for the past hour. So what you see is uh, the result of me working really hard in the last minute. Or, you know, I don't love posting like these beautiful pictures on social media just because it doesn't feel accurate enough. And, you know, I'm always I'm always open to saying, yeah, we barely made it on time or, (laughs) you know, whatever it is. But there's this other side of me that that doesn't want them to see the, the mess until the completion happens. So, okay, we made it to church and I can tell them, yep, it was a rough morning. We barely made it here. But to let them in on the process of when I'm trying to make it to church and I feel like I'm a hypocrite because I'm yelling at my children and I teach people not to yell at their children and I'm going to church to worship God. Like, I, I, I can share about it after the fact, but in the middle of it, no one is allowed to be there in it with me. I have this inadequacy slash pride that says that I alone should bear this. I alone need to get through this. No one is allowed to see my mess. And I just wonder if, if any of you relate to this, that, you know, whether it's wanting to join the academy or, or just even joining a connect group at church, you are so worried about letting people in on the process you want them to see the polish. You want them to see the final result. You, you know, want them to, to, to have this certain perspective of you that isn't the fullness of who you are and what that looks like. And you feel like in order to be a good enough mom, you have to have some of that polish and the mess isn't really allowed to be there. And so I, and I, you know, I'm still even just processing why I feel this way and like, why, why I don't want people to be in the mess with me. Like, I mean, I mean, it just goes back, keeps going back to the pride and inadequacy. Right. And so it makes sense in a way. So what I want to do is today, I just want to share that with you, that I struggle with it. Cause I imagine there's some of you out there that are also struggling with it with me. And I'm talking to all of us here, myself included, when I want to talk to you about just like the top three reasons why we need to stop doing that. (laughs) Why we need to stop keeping people out of the muck, keeping people out of the messy, yucky insides that 
that don't feel good. Okay, so I have these three reasons for you just to help convince you that you need to stop this, help convince myself I need to stop this. And number one, this this really appeals to me. It's that doing this is a waste of time. And I hate wasting time. I want to use every second for good. You know, I I am now in a place where I really don't watch TV for the most part, Uh, even with my husband often, because it just feels like a waste of time. Like there's so many more productive things I could be doing, whether it's working on worksheets for the academy or whether it's organizing something or whether it's reading. And I most often can't read fiction, even though it's, you know, shown to be great for your brain and all of that, but it doesn't feel productive as enough to me. I want to be learning. I want to feel like I accomplished something in the evening or after I spent the, that time reading. And so I I have a problem with this. I don't want to waste time, especially in a season where time is so scarce. You know, I, someone called it recently time poor. And I love that term. I might have shared that with you. But I just think that's so accurate of this season of motherhood where you know, only one of my kids is in school and it's part-time and the rest are at home with me. So we're in it all day, every day. And I have childcare on a couple half days, but most of the time they're, they're there and I'm trying to take care of them and love them and pour into them. And I'm trying to take care of a house, which goodness, you know, that I'm not good at. <laughs> and so, and then there's marriage, right? And, and business and ministry. And it just, is a lot. And so I am time poor and I can totally own that. Now, admitting that is a great first step because I need to recognize that when I try and and keep this facade up, when I try and only let people in on the aftermath, it is a waste of my time. I don't know if you hate that as much as I do, but we don't need to be wasting time here. I I spend so much time time to prove to myself and others that I don't need them. Do you ever do that? It sounds so bad when you say it, but really like, you know, when I just had my baby, because this is kind of when this realization happened, I remember people reaching out, wanting to bring meals. And I did let like, I think one or two people bring meals, but that was very painful for me (laughs) and others. I said no to. And I just felt guilty. I just felt like I shouldn't need that. I felt like I should be able to do without it. But let me tell you, when they brought those meals, it was a game changer. Oh my goodness, it helped so much. I did need that. I did need it. And yet, I I couldn't admit to them that I needed it. And honestly, I think the deception goes even deeper in that I actually think I believed that I didn't need it. And see, through all of this, I've just come to realize I think pride is one of the most dangerous sins because pride, it's a deception. It, It makes us believe that we don't need others, that we have it all together. And I think it's like a few layers. So one, it stops us from getting help, right? Because we're not going to admit we need help. But I think it also, like I'm saying in a deeper level, also prevents us from seeing that we need help because we have deceived ourselves on a whole other level and we think that we can do it on our own. That's not accurate. (laughs) We need to start owning that. And then on another level, I think pride also stops us from being willing to change because if we change, it would mean that we were wrong in the first place. So it's so hard to look at this stuff. I don't know any of you that struggle with pride. 
I, I, it's painful. It is so painful to look at. And it's just even embarrassing because like admitting I have pride is admitting I'm imperfect. And I, I don't want, I don't want that. So pride is so dangerous. It's why daily, almost probably multiple times throughout most days, I pray God demolish my pride. Give me a heart of humility. It is something I'm having to continually battle And there's so many ramifications that come from that. Like I am missing out on so much. Okay. So, so that's number one. I wasted my time. I'm spending so much time deceiving myself and others into trying to prove that I'm good enough, that I, that I don't need them, that I don't need help, whatever it is. Okay. All right. Number two, this is another way that this impacts us when we give into that lie that we need to do it alone. And that is, I miss out on the deepest kind of connection. I miss out on the deepest kind of connection. And this is so true. You know, I have struggled in friendships for a lot of my life. I've always had great people around me, but a lot of the friendships that I've created over time, not all of them, but a lot of them were very one-sided where I was pouring in, they were sharing their muck and mud with me and I was helping them out of it, but I wouldn't share my mud and muck. I wouldn't let them pull me out. I would only do it for them. And that creates an unhealthy relationship. Now there's a few different kinds of relationships. I've probably talked about this before, but we, we all need all three kinds. There's, we all need leaders to pour into us and to speak into us and to have, uh, a th- give that we would give authority in our lives. We all, and that's why we need to be planted in a church because your pastor has authority in your life and that's biblical. We also need side-by-side relationships where we are mutually pouring in and challenging each other. We, it's, it's our place we go to vent. We could also go to a leader to vent, but it's it's someone that we can trust to to share the junk with where we're trying to process it. And there we know that they're going to point us back to Jesus. They're going to challenge us to not just get a bad attitude and go deeper and get more angry at our husband and like, yeah, you're right, sister. Like you should not uh, be treated that way. <laughs> It's someone that says, hey, I know that's hard, but you know what God says? You know what the Bible says? How can you pray for your husband? How can you, how can you honor him in this, right? And so that's, we need friends like that that are going to challenge us and point us to Jesus. But we're mutually doing that back and forth for each other. And then we also need to always be pouring into other people. And I'm going to have a podcast soon on how even in the in the midst of a mom season, of the thick of it, we can still be pouring into others. And this is important not just because it's our job, as God calls us to it, but because, it, it, because God calls us to it, it is part of what's going to make us whole. All the things that God calls us to help create health, vitality, uh, hope in us. And so when we're not doing that component, we're going to be missing out. So all that to say, all of us can struggle with, with different ones. Uh, I have specifically struggled with those side by side relationships where I am not wanting to let them in on my muck. I feel like I need to hide it. I feel like I need to only show them. Maybe I'll tell them afterwards that I struggled. Um, maybe only to help them like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I struggled with that last week. And Hey, here's what I did to get through it. Let me encourage you. Right. But I need to, to back it up and I need to tell them in the middle of it because probably before I got to that solution, I'm sharing with them. I made 
eight mistakes. And if I would have reached out to them, they could have spoken into me, prayed for me, encouraged me, helped point me into the right direction. And I missed out on all of that. And not only is that going to help me sin less, but there is so much intimacy that happens in those conversations. That's where we like really learn to trust each other. That's where we really have the best kind of relationships where it's, it's that side by side. We're both in it together. We take turns holding each other's arms up. And that is something that we all need. And so my pride has kept me from creating those relationships. There, there were people in my life at different times that, that could have been those people that had the strength and the wisdom to do that, but I wouldn't let them do it. I wouldn't. And I, and even some people I probably uh, subconsciously avoided because I didn't feel good enough for them. And so I didn't let them in. So there's so many layers to all of this, but we are missing out on so much connection when we let this mentality seep into our lives. You know, one of the, the biggest things that connects us it's our imperfections. It's our struggle. It's, it's looking at someone and saying, yeah, me too. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) This is hard. I mean, have you ever tried to connect to someone that really has their walls up, right? They, They don't really share openly about what they're going through and what's what's going on. You know, they might just share the highlight reels. It's, it's really hard to connect to those kind of people. And I say those kind of people, and I pretty much am probably talking about me, and I didn't even realize it, right? And so I I have a way of, of drawing that out of people, and I, I love doing that, and it is fun for me, and so I can connect with them in that way. But that kind of mutual connection where, where they also get to pour in, because really like pouring into people is a gift. When I get to pour into people, it blesses me. It builds me up. It it helps me see the gifts that God has put inside of me. It helps me feel good. And like, I'm, I'm, I have, I'm doing good things, right? And so when we deprive others of that gift, we're causing them to miss out on something that could bless them. And so that's what, that's what creates these unhealthy relationships, these, these relationships that are lacking in intimacy. Maybe we don't even have those friendships at all because we haven't let them in. We, we need to let people know that we need them. It's, and I just need to first admit to myself that I need them. And that is the truth. All right, number three, (laughs) number three, the reason that we need to let others in the muck with us is because if we don't, we stink. (laughs) We're stinky. Okay, let me tell you about this. So, (laughs) so I am just someone that, you know, maybe it's because I've been pregnant recently, but I can smell rotting fruit from a mile away. Like I am so sensitive to that smell. I've, you know, had experiences where I've walked into people's homes and these are like beautiful, clean homes that everything's mostly good, but there are <laughs> sometimes I walk in and I can just, I just know there is some kind of lemon usually or a lime that is rotting and I can smell it as soon as I walk in the door. And so I'm very sensitive to this and I, you know, am <laughs> distracted by it while I'm there. And it's, it's something that impacts me a lot. Well, recently 
I went over to my fruit basket and I was going through it and, you know, looking, looking for an apple or something. And I go through it and I look and there are like four big old oranges and these oranges are completely rotting. Like not just like a tiny bit of the little white nasty that starts getting on there, but they're like oozing. (laughs) You're welcome for this yummy description. And I, I'm just in shock. And there'd been like some fruit flies in my house late that around that time. And I was like, why is there so many flies come to find out there's these rotting oranges. And I did not smell it at all. I I hadn't noticed it. And I sat there trying to understand why I can smell other people's rotting fruit and not my own. And it just hit me over the head. What happens is that the things in our life are this, it's this slow build, right? The oranges in my house, they, they slowly rotted. And, you know, sometimes like we're, we're there a lot at home when I'm with the kids or I'm working, right? I spent a lot of time at home. And so, you know, it maybe had been days and I, I didn't notice it because it's slowly letting out that, that scent more and more in the house. It's not all at once. And so my, my nose acclimates to it. I acclimate to it to the point that I don't even notice when it's so pungent that this fruit is so nasty. And I think like this is the exact same things that happen in our life. You know, we, uh, a little bit of sin comes into our life, right? Maybe some pride, maybe some jealousy, maybe it's judgment, even anger, right? And, and it slowly sneaks in. It doesn't come all at once. It just little by little builds. And we can be completely unaware of it. And, and so we just let it grow and grow and grow. And the thing is, if we don't let other people in on our mess, we're going to be stinky and we don't even know it because it's been a slow build. We, we've missed when we allowed that bitterness into our heart. And so when we talk about our husband, we don't even realize you can hear the bitterness from a mile away. And so it's only when we let people into that mess with us that they can say, hey, babe, whoa, I, I hear you got some bitterness that has taken root in your heart. Do you hear that? And we're like, what? I don't smell bad. <laughs> I don't smell anything. What are you talking about? And so this is so important. We have to let people in on that mess so we don't go around stinking up the place. And that's just why God created us for community. It's why we need each other. It's why group coaching or group therapy or whatever group is more effective than individual. Because sure, a therapist can can call you out. But the thing is, a therapist is only going to know what they hear from you, what you're telling them. And sometimes like the way we tell them, they can hear things. But ultimately, it's only when we're in relationship, we're seeing ourselves in relationship, other, someone else is seeing us in relationship, that we can fully see what's going on, see where the rotting is coming in. And so we got to let people in. So that's my encouragement to you. If you don't want to stink, <laughs> I'm talking to myself too. I don't want to be stinky. <laughs> we got we to start letting people in. So whatever that looks like for you. Hey, if, if you have been thinking about the Academy, jump in. It's, it's going to be so good. People every time leave 
they they come in so worried about how the group coaching is going to go and how letting people into their mess is going to feel. And they leave every time with that being their favorite part. So take that step forward. And Hey, if the Academy Academy is not for you, that is okay too. So take that step in your life to let some people into the muck, join a connect group at your church, small group, life group, whatever they're called at your church, get some side-by-side relationships where people can uh, just know the junk that you're in the middle of, not, not the after fact, not the, the cleaned up mess, but in the middle of it. Okay. I'm going to do it too. Encouraging all of us. We've got this. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you that you have created us for relationship. God, I thank you that we are not meant to do it alone, Lord. And so God, I just pray for myself and everyone listening that relates to this, God, that you would just demolish our pride, God. Help us to see where it's coming up and we don't even realize it. God, just give us so such clear eyes to see how it's it's isolating us, how it's impacting us, how it's preventing us from growing because we don't allow in other voices. And God, I just pray that you would just help us to step in humility and let others in in our life, let them speak into us, God. And um, God, just change us, God. Help us to stop preventing ourselves from growing, God, because of this pride that's gotten in the way. And God, just thank you that with you, uh, there's just always hope that we can cling to. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.